know Your ass better call somebody It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog Jesse James And you're listening to Live and in Color with Wolfie D. Hey, this is Jimmy Street, host of the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. Hear the life and times of professional wrestler Wolfie D. From his time in the territories with PG-13 to his time in WWE, ECW, WCW, TNA, and more. Nothing is off limits and nothing will be held back. Thanks again for tuning in. Here he is, Wolfie D. Hey guys, welcome once again to Live and in Color with Wolfie D. And by this point, I think you know I'm Wolfie D. (laughs) I got uh, my co-host here, Jimmy, across the street. What's up, dude? Not much, brother. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Having a little coffee. Stayed up a little too late. Not doing anything wrong. Uh, Just those nights where you sometimes just can't sleep, and it's either TV or, for me, drawing sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You go to bed till late. Yeah. So coffee at this time of the day is uh all right i reckon yeah 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 of course it's right you know i remember my aunts and uncles they would be like well it's too late let me get some decaf you know but i don't know you know i used to eat coffee bro i mean it's like one of the things that i never like as a kid how could people drink it and right you know i really don't think i really started drinking coffee uh, probably till my thirties at least. And, uh, yeah. now I, I'm not a coffeeaholic. I'm not a, you know, oh, I can't have that kind. Uh, right. Right. All that I can, I can have great value. I don't care. Right. Uh, but I drink about one cup in the morning, maybe two, and then I'm done. If I, yeah. if I drink it, like it, I, people that drink it at night, crack me up because my ass really wouldn't go to sleep then. Right. I would just be up 24 <laughs> seven. So like you're doing the drawing, I'm actually up late working on the podcast stuff and trying to, you know, come up with interesting ways to tell our story and tell your story to the more people and stuff. So, you know, you're right. But if I drink coffee, I don't need it to stay up. (laughs) My mind keeps me up. So, (laughs) you know, but, but it's funny because I do love, like we were talking about this before we started recording. I love the nighttime because like you said, it's quiet. Everybody's in bed. Yeah. And, and, (laughs) <laughs> no distractions. Yeah. You know, what's really cool though, is this most recent road dog episode, brother. It's doing incredible, man. I mean, we did part one. We've got part two coming up here in just a little bit, man. I tell you that guy was so entertaining. Y'all stories together were so just incredible, man. I mean, I tell you, you guys, I know the reasoning why we weren't able to get him on before and previously to this and thank God we got him on, you know, but at the same time, I am so glad that we finally got him on the show because y'all stories, man, are, they're just hilarious, dude. You know, when you were talking about the liar, liar movie, and yeah. you guys were like flipping up and down the the aisles and stuff. <laughs> it reminded me of of the was it Airplane, the movie Airplane, where they're like going up the aisle and everybody. <laughs> it just reminded me of like different things. I don't know, man. I could just see y'all in a comedy, like you yeah. know. Re- re- you remember I'm, those movies? Like, that's what it was like. I'm yeah, you, I'm not making this up. Like, and, dude, and obviously he confirmed it, but I've yeah. never been in a movie theater that was. It was like a wrestling crowd, but comedy, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah, I've, totally. I've, I've always been in movies, even if it's, you know, very full, you know, yeah, the crowd doesn't really respond to anything or whatever. I mean, the crowd was popping on the lines and stuff and just, it was, yeah. it was, it was a great experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I almost reminds me of you guys being like, dude, where's my car kind of type things. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Maybe not that dumb, but still, I mean, you hey, know. We, we were pretty dumb sometimes. So one, one thing I wanted to know is when did you first get word of that guy? So like, obviously you knew his brothers and you knew his yeah. dad, but when did you first, I know you, you said you met him officially kind of when you were getting that apartment from him and, and Tex, but. But when did you first get word uh, that there was another Armstrong that was becoming a pro wrestler? Do you remember? Well, I think it was just when he came to USWA when I seen him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Because, man, you have to remember back then before internet and things like that, 
we were the only way you heard of other things was if you got a hold of uh, you know Melser's gimmick, uh, and it was actually you know stapled together a little pamphlet, you know his little report, you know I don't know twenty pages a month or something probably maybe that many. Yeah, and I, I especially wasn't one that really gave a fuck about getting my hands on any of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, right. Other than uh, my ego. Uh, if if I knew I was in it and he, you know, they were saying something about me or whatever, I want to know. Sure. But even then, man, they didn't they didn't want to cover Memphis that much, man. Right. So anyway, right. uh, it wasn't like uh, I heard he was coming because of the internet blitz slash uh, the the sheets back then. So I, I didn't know, you know, you didn't yeah. you didn't know of anything like that. I didn't anyway. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, cable TV. I mean, you did have cable TV, but you didn't have like I couldn't I, I couldn't watch uh, other stuff. You couldn't on demand other stuff. And in Nashville, they weren't playing other wrestling other than the wrestling that was around Nashville. You know, right? Do you remember maybe around what time that was, time frame wise, like what year that was? Was that after he had been in WWE already or WWF? Uh, no. Okay, so he had not. Okay, gotcha. So yeah. basically, did he and Jeff go up there at about the same time? If if you just for memory's sake, uh, yes. Did, okay, got it. Because yeah. they were kind of around that same time. I know they were doing that gimmick with the roadie and you know uh, that singing bit and all that. And you know, I talked to you about this off the air, but you knew that that was not Jeff. You know, singing. Maybe uh, maybe I'm wrong on what I just said about. He came there before he went to New York because I, he, I don't know my, my, you know, me, my, my times get off, but I, I think I'm wrong on that. Okay. Well, so I do know this, that they both left WWE and Jeff ended up coming back to USWA and Jesse James as well. But then Jeff ended up going to WCW and then back to WWE, but road dog, I remember I asked you this off the air and, and to kind of get off that other story, but to on the next one here, you said to me, I was like, I remember thinking that that was Jeff singing. And you said, no, that was pretty much well known amongst everyone that it wasn't Jeff singing, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you knew the gimmick basically. So I was in on the work. The in on the work, you gotta love it. But dude, that was for real, man. I remember that, and I remember, you know, believing it was Jeff, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's hilarious. I mean, it, it seems crazy to think about now that that was him, but it doesn't because Millie Vanilli, that deal was popular at that time, yeah. you, know, you know. So, anyway, you seen the meme of Millie Vanilli standing there, and it says something about uh, Millie Vanilli. Uh, looking at all the TikTok lip syncers now, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. They're like, wait a second. When you think second. about it, that's a shoot, man. They got buried yeah. because of it. Now you can get famous. Right. Totally. Totally. It's a big deal now. So, well, anyway, I don't know. People keep asking us if we're on TikTok, and maybe one day we'll be on there. I don't know. It's yeah. just something else. You know, something else we have to figure out. But if you do keep typing in live Wolfie D, you might find us on there one day. Yeah. <laughs> so just keep looking. Shut but up. until then, you know, I say let's let's get old Road Dog back on. You wanna you wanna finish with this part two? You wanna Yeah, man, that would be great because I'm sure the people are sick and tired of listening to me and you. They they obviously uh you know, tune into us, but uh this sure. man Neither one of us can upstage the road dog. So back with my boy, the road dog right after these messages. Hey folks, to get your official live and in color with Wolfie D merchandise, go to pro forward slash live Wolfie D. Check it out. If you're listening to Live and in Color with Wolfie D on Apple Podcast and like what you're hearing, go ahead and leave a five-star rating. And while you're at it, write a review. Tell us what you liked. Tell us what you'd like to hear in the future. It's very important to us and always appreciated. Thanks again. Man, uh, you know, something we talked about our last episode uh, was the the Ric Flair match and everything. And publicly, I wanted to say thank you to you, man. 
for getting me on that. We talked about, you know, you were the one that contacted me to get on it and put me in the position that I was in as far as the talent and and being able to, for the first time ever, say I produced something and had my name scroll on the uh, the, the credits <laughs> for Ric Flair's last match. It, it meant a lot to me, and I really appreciate you for calling me. Yeah, no, well, look, I did it. Uh, I wouldn't have done it just because you were my friend. Uh, I, you have to, you have to more, you have to deserve it too. And you do, you know what I mean? I knew you could do the job, um, both in ring and out. And so it was a no brainer to me. You, you, you live in Tennessee. It's a cool moment. Um, yeah. you get a little tea, you get the, the look at the first time I've ever seen my name scroll, uh, across, <laughs> across the, the screen too. It was very weird for me, yeah. Um, yeah. but look, it was cool. I'm not yeah. going to lie about that. No, Dude, no, no. I was trying to explain. Think, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. What What did you think about? Um, I don't know. You sat in on some of the production meeting. You sat in on the yeah. talent talking, uh, and I'm putting you on the spot here, big time. But what yeah, did you think yeah. about <laughs> yeah. how I handled it? I thought you handled it greatly. I honestly, like, you know, we had we had text back and forth at first. You know, I think the first two weeks it was a maybe. Then the next, you know, whatever. You were like, yeah, you're in. Boom. And I didn't know. Uh, I guess until we got there, when you were sitting at the head of the table conducting the meeting. Uh, I mean, it was. I think there was a lot uh, of responsibility given to you that I I didn't know before I got there. You know, I, I knew you were involved, obviously. Jeff, you know, Conrad, all that stuff. So, but you were kind of like, you were the guy, I feel like. Yeah. So, so I, look, I, that's what I did. And I appreciate you saying that, by the way. Um, and I just wanted to do your honest opinion, like, oh, no, dude, you're a horrible leader um, or or whatever. You know what you said? I appreciate it. But, like, that's what I did at SmackDown, man. And, and, and one summer. Vince didn't come to TV. And so I literally ran the SmackDown show. Me and Michael Hayes were in charge of the whole thing. Like Kevin Dunn wasn't wow. even there. Wow. And so we were, and that's SmackDown live. And I yeah. ran the whole thing for, and that's probably two years that happened. You know what I mean? Where each summer, it, wow. we, we called it summer because the, because the big bosses wouldn't cut, wouldn't go. And, uh, and we were on our own, but look, some of the ratings were really good on those shows too. Cause we didn't <laughs> feel stopped creatively. We felt like we could try anything. And, uh, as long as we knew Vince's, you know, his limitations and his, and his stipulations, we're not going to do anything crazy and go out, you know, outside of what he wants us to do. But we also felt like we could be more creative. So I, I've had a bunch of experience doing that and I'd love to do it again for another company. And, and so we'll see what, yeah. What happens and let me ask you on this end of it, like on the creative side of it. I mean, obviously we know like for somebody like you to be able to even do what you did with the, Oh, you didn't know, obviously you're a marketable dude. You got good you know, thoughts in your head and all that kind of stuff. What do you think from a creative side? Yeah. So the, the creative side. Okay. So when, let's say like when you were younger and you watched your dad on TV, like for me, I, you know, I'm not a second generation, but I watched wrestling. I drew wrestlers. I would create their backgrounds on a piece of paper, write about them. And so I, I think I was creative then. Uh, did you have that in, at your younger age, like watching your dad and stuff? Did you like kind of try to book shit or how does, how does that go with like you yeah. as far as a kid? You know what I mean? Yeah. So for me, no, I had no idea. Uh, about any of the booking or the creative or the, I, I thought it was real till I was 14 years old. And then really? I got in a fist fight with Ken Lucas's son and Paul Orndorff's son, Buzz, um, <laughs> because they told me wrestling was fake. And so I punched him <laughs> in the summer. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 I them, <laughs> and, and my dad was the booker of the territory that both their fathers worked in. And yeah. so I, he had to, tell me at the end of the day, like, God darn it, son, it is me. <laughs> and so, uh, so yeah, so, so, uh, that's what I learned. But yeah, I didn't have any idea. And the truth be told, Wolfie, I didn't mm. have any idea creatively, even when I was the tag champs six times, you know what I mean? Well, when I was the tag champ five times, when I was the tag champ six times is, is in 2014, I had an idea then about, uh, 
the storytelling and the right creative writing and the episodic television uh, creative writing and the character development. And, you know, I started getting involved in that. What I really love the most is the television aspect of, of pro wrestling now. Mm-hmm. And it's so different. Look, I also loved writing the show and loved be sitting in and creating uh, WrestleMania moments. You know what I mean? For several, yeah. I worked up there for eight years and sat in on those meetings to figure out who's coming out first, who should, what match should be first, what song do we use? You know what I mean? Like I was in on that. And so that was, that's a cool uh, thing to be in on, but it's also a great learning uh, tool. So I learned a ton Uh doing all that about television and, and how to, how to present the talent in the, in the most positive way possible at all right. times. So they, so, they and, never and look left. To me, that's the, that's the hardest part that I think people don't get, man. And, 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 and just on, like I said, on a very smaller level, I've done it too of it's, it's easy for me to, I mean, quote unquote, write for myself, but making up shit for other people. That's the hard part, you know? And if you're yeah. capable doing that that does something i don't think it would be i don't think you would have that hard a time doing it wolfie because you have good instincts too and that's what i think you were looking for earlier is, is like i i got a good feel for stuff you know what i mean and i didn't that's not something i that's not something i uh worked on that's something that just i have and you have that too and so right. i think what you know what? You can't get hung on. Oh well, I couldn't write that. You don't have to do it by yourself. You know what I mean? There's a team yeah. of people that you sit around and maybe spitball ideas for one story on your television show all friggin' day. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah, and, right. and what you've done is planned it out for a month with these cool beats. Then you have to present that to to whoever's in charge, and they may shoot it down. And you yeah. go like, crap. We thought that was awesome. You know what I mean? So, I yeah. mean, it's a, it's a, it's not a science man. And, and if you got a good, your fingers on the pulse of what, what feels good and, and, and is good, which you do, you can do it in a heartbeat, man. It's, it's, it's just, it's just, you, you could, you got over, you know what I mean? You got over. Yeah. 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 So, so you just do it. You know what I mean? Right. It just, it, that's the thing. So, so it comes natural to some of us and some of it is, it don't. <laughs> and we've both worked with those yeah. type of people. Where it's like, <laughs> oh, oh, shit. <laughs> look at, because there's a lot more of them than there is of us. You know what <laughs> I mean? And, that, and that's, that's not putting us, that's not saying we're great, Wolfie. I'm just yeah. saying that you and I have a good, a good take on things and good and rhythm and good timing. And there's yeah. a lot fewer of, of us than there are of the, of the other. But then, you know what I mean? You get, and, and when, I heard, nobody. when I heard Jeff say this about me, it pissed me off so bad <laughs> he, he, when he called me a carpenter, man. I was like, I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that's a compliment, dude. I know, that's but you know what I'm saying? What, <laughs> yeah, I know, but Brad Armstrong was a carpenter. Yeah, I know I'm biased, but to be in that conversation... Uh, you know, Bobby Eaton was a carpenter. Uh, the baby I mean? face of all time. Jesus was a carpenter. So we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. We'll be deep. <laughs> so let me, you, you know, I don't want to take it off this subject too much, but you know, speaking of Brad, I just, it's a quick answer. Really. If you, you want to talk more about it, I, I don't want to take you away, but is there a prettier drop kick in the world? Not, than- in, the, not in the world. Yeah, <laughs> not in the world. Look, somebody I'm trying to think who's Montez Ford has a good oh, one yeah. now. Yeah, people that got some ups, some people that got some jumps. You know what I mean? But Brad's was also uh, tiptoeing on your nose. You know what yeah. I mean? It was he would put them right in your face and not break your break skin. You know what I mean? <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah, it was beautiful and a perfect work all at the same time from a yeah. guy who was probably blind without his glasses on. Man, we had a show, just bringing that up, we had a show called uh, The Ten Best Punchers. Jimmy gave his top ten. I gave my top ten. You were in his top ten, by the way. You were. You were. <laughs> who, is, who, is, who is your number one best puncher in the wrestling business? You know, it always, and, I, and I, it's, it's the old Lawler and Jeff Jarrett one. It yes, always yeah. doesn't look like a, a regular punch, but it always looks like it hurts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. It yes, looks like and, and that was jaw. my number one. That Lawler was my number one because the reason I say that is because he can throw a punch with both hands 
from any angle, you know what I mean? Uppercuts, hooks, straights, yeah. whatever. And, and they all look you. incredible. Yeah. And barely touch you. Yeah. 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 I, you're right. You're right. Dundee could do that too, but he stuck yes, it sometimes. I was fixing um, to say that, man. There's a match with him and Bill had on the black trunks and the orange tights. And I forget what the stipulation was, but uh, man, dude, it was, it was like watching Rocky to me. It's like them two were hitting each other from some of the, like almost behind each other swinging and shit. It was weird. But it was uh, a loser leaves hey, town, I think. Yeah. I and it was just footage, footage yeah. of that. And, and it, it is like a fight. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's the yeah, thing, man. Were, if you, if you worked in Memphis, you had to be able to throw a punch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, look. I believe, I still believe, and I know this is taboo today. I still believe if you don't, you can't be a baby face if you can't throw a good punch. Like you right. got to work on your punch. Daniel yes. Bryan could never throw a punch. He threw a flipper. So yeah. Vince literally challenged him and said, hey, learn, you're going to be a big baby face now. Learn to throw a punch. And he worked on it and worked on it and worked on it and learned to throw a good punch. You know what I mean? Yeah. So people, right. yeah. you can learn to do it. You just got to work on it. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 it's like they all want to throw the little flipper thing like you're talking about now. It's like nobody really even – I, I mean, I don't watch a lot of wrestling anymore, but I just – I don't see the punches like I used to see. Yeah, yeah. No, and and, and you'll see a lot of flipper uh, trade-offs in the middle of the ring. And like it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the thing is, they so, hurt, but they look like shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, they look like crap, but at least they hurt like hell. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, the, that's the beauty of some of that stuff. Hey, bro, just hit me with your working punch or yeah. your shoot punch. Because your working yeah. punch is killing Working me. punch is killing uh, me. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget before I used to do the three jabs and the shimmy and the big yeah. punch. Yeah. Uh, I would put people, and I started this in Memphis, I'd put people in the turnbuckle and mm -hmm. hit them with three jabs and then do like an Elvis thing and run in and clothesline them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I got Ricky Morton in the corner one time. I put him back <laughs> in that corner. I, I hit him with that first jab and he went right down. And I, <laughs> Ricky, I wanted to, I wanted to hit you with two more and clothesline. He said, hell, that first would knock me down. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and I, so thought, I thought to myself, uh, I didn't nail him, but then I thought, man, he made my one punch look really good. You know what I mean? So <laughs> That's what I do. When people mouth. chop me, I always go to the other corner or way away from them after the first one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, hey, dude, when he comes back in, are you going to kick him in the gut or are you going to let him chop you again? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, Ricky, uh, one time me and Jamie, uh, you remember Kentucky Kingdom up there in Louisville? Oh, yeah. 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 The, yeah. The, yeah. Me and Jamie went up there on a Tuesday before the show. Had a few beers up there, and so and we're the baby faces, and uh, we we get in there, you know, in this pretty big angle with the rock and roll and whatnot, and uh, they start calling stuff arm drag, and we're the baby faces, and I'd go for an arm drag because they knew we, you know, had been having a few whatever. They they pull their arms out, <laughs> arm drag, <laughs> or they'd call drop kick and they'd move, <laughs> baby faces, and they were cracking up, man. <laughs> I bet they were. I bet they were. Look, that's a lesson. That's a yes, lesson learned. Absolutely. You know? absolutely. Old lesson learned. And that's, <laughs> yeah, that's what that Memphis was there for, man. It was a territory. Look, everybody went through there. It was yeah. it was almost story uh reading, you know what I mean? Yeah. At the time, Rock went through there, Hogan went through there, Austin went through there. Yeah. Everybody Savage. Uh, you know, all the all the greats went through there, man, and Lawler Powell drove them all. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's it. Let's take a quick time out and get a word from one of my dope-ass sponsors, and we'll be right back with more Live and in Color with Wolfie D. Support for Live and in Color with Wolfie D is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the Performance Package. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code WOLFIE at manscaped.com. If my math's correct, that's about 8 million balls. 
Hey folks, this is Wolfie D here. And if you are looking to buy or sell a home in Tennessee or Southern Kentucky, you're gonna wanna call my buddy, the rock star realtor, Benji Bowie. And you say, Wolfie, how do I get in touch with this rock star? Well, you can call him directly at 615-390-8216. You can go to his website, BowieHomes.com. That's B-U-I-E Homes.com. Or you can email him at BenBowie34 at gmail.com. When you need a home, you need the Rockstar Realtor. Benji is a member of Exit Realty's Garden Gate team in Gallatin, Tennessee. So we've got a listener question here from the Plastic Chic at GMBMPW. He asks a couple questions here. One of them is, so the DX invasion of WCW, didn't you have a couple brothers behind the lines working at WCW at the time? Yes, I sure did. Uh, that was part. If you go back and watch it, you'll hear some of the commentary was me saying, I just want to see my brothers. I just want to talk <laughs> yes. to my brothers, make sure they're okay. And, uh, you know, what? we talked about that a lot afterwards, what if that door would have come up, man, they would have, if they, if they would have wanted to, they, there was only like four of us, five of us out there. So they would have had a field day with us. Yeah. And you, you know, Eric always says he wish he would have done that. He had Haku or Ming or whatever at the time and stuff. <laughs> so was the, that's the, the other question that the listener asks actually, is he says, was there a legitimate fear of a possible shoot happening? Um, so no, no, but, but like it's butterflies still, sure. you know what I mean? Sure. Because Kevin was there and, and in the, and in the office, I was with Hunter. Uh, I didn't have any, you know, my brothers were in there, uh, you know, Kevin and Scott just left. And so we, we had friends on the inside that, uh, that we felt like, you know, would have, would have squashed it. Should it start happening? Um, right. But yeah, I definitely, there was butterflies, but kind of thought like, well, we'll get through this. They won't let us in. We'll go back, uh, and edit this some way that makes it look successful. it was amazing i actually have a t-shirt from homage that has that scenario on it i don't know if you guys get paid a good amount of money from it but there's a t-shirt company are you familiar with that t-shirt i am not at all yeah yeah there's a company called homage out of ohio that has a deal with wwe and that's the scenario and i have that exact scenario t-shirt so yeah you you should be making uh, you you might owe me some money Uh, okay (laughs) I, I mean, I paid twenty bucks. So, how how is it here? We, I'll oh probably see you like like three bucks or something. Is that cool to yeah, make up? Three, okay, three, three, is this currency or is it American dollar? <laughs> However you want it to be. Yeah, it, yeah. It's Appalachian <laughs> currency, so it's moonshine. Uh, and you don't drink, Ooh, yeah. so we're good. <laughs> I, I do not. Sorry, I'm going to ask you the question. Like I'm going to ask you the question that I hate being asked. But I'm going to ask it to you anyway. What's your favorite match? What was your best match ever? Well, so I, I look, I, I I had better matches than this, but the one I feel like we're best known for is the dumpster match with Chainsaw oh, Charlie, yeah. a.k.a. Funk, and, uh, and, and Mick Foley. It happened on yeah. WrestleMania. It was after the big deal where we pushed him off the, the, uh, the thing in the dumpster and joined DX, and so our – Momentum was hot, and so it's the most it's the most I ever got paid for a wrestling match too. Yeah. Um, so so that's the one I always go back to. But look, I had some really fun ones with you. In, in yeah, I, and you know? what I was, I, I think me and you have the same thought process on that. And the reason I asked you that because when people ask me, I got so many different answers. I have different matches for different reasons. If that makes sense, yeah. <laughs> like. Where it was, or the you know how good the actual match was, or you know what the what the yeah. meaning of it was, or you know that type of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a I have a match. Um, I wish we were doing video because there's a picture of it right behind me. Uh, it's one of my favorite pictures of me, and it's all I just won the hardcore title, and I wrestled Big Boss Man. And mm, prior yeah. to that. I cut a promo and talked him into putting the title on the line. And then we had a hardcore match all over the building. And then Mick Foley came out and, and did something to him and I beat him and I won the title, but I'm in this really cool gear that I had made. I got a noose (laughs) around my neck. I got the hardcore title in my hand and I'm bleeding from the mouth. And I just remember, man, what a great time I had that night with big boss, man, like a good friend of mine. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It was on raw for all to see and everything. You know what I mean? It was cool. 
Mm-hmm. Talk about another great puncher right there, you know, big boss man. We didn't have him on oh, our yeah, list. Man. What a great one, you know. Hey, yeah. he could move for a big dude, man. Hey, one time we were working in California and a bag, bag of weed fell out of his boot. <laughs> <laughs> Me and him and the referee about did a triple knockout trying to get it, pick it up off the mat. <laughs> Is this televised in any way that we can find on the no, network? No. <laughs> Not televised. It was on it on a you know just a live event loop. Yeah, yeah. That's where some of the best shit happens, though, man. Oh yeah, <laughs> of course. Because you don't feel the look. Nowadays they don't have live events no more. Pretty much they just do TV, and so everything's right. got to be rushed. Everything yes. only have this much time. Man, live well, events is where you learn to work. And, yeah. Uh, that's that you know, like you said earlier, six days a week in Memphis, man. You ain't working in front of many people, but you're working with people better than you, and you're yeah. doing it every day. And yeah. Uh, yeah. man, if you can maintain your your physical health uh, during that, man. You learn so much. It's such an awesome experience. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And then it prepares you for that big stage, man. Because it, it's like. I don't know. I could just before we went out to the battle royal, the the guys that were in front of me, they were going to walk out or whatever. I could just like feel their nerves, and I I yeah. thought to myself, you know, relax, because I, I don't ever. And this is not putting myself over, whatever. For whatever reason, I just don't. I never have got nervous because I feel comfortable out there. That's my that's my home out there in that ring. Yeah, and, well, and I, I always nervous. I'm, I'm always nervous. Before I go out, once I get in the ring, I, I'm with you. Then I feel like, okay, now I'm in charge here. You right. know what I mean? <laughs> now, I'm, yeah. And so, yeah. but always before I went out, I always got nervous. And I would look at Billy and go, man, I don't have any idea what I'm going to say. And he'd go, shut the F up. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like shove me. <laughs> and, and the, and the music would hit and here we went, you know, but yeah. I got nervous. That is so Billy though. I mean, what was it when I seen you guys, wherever it was. And the first thing he says to me is, what's up, dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's I him. Years, Billy. Good, good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> the other day I said, and these people yelled at me, but remember in Tombstone when, uh, when, uh, he said, smells like somebody died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Said, uh, or no, 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 it was Ike Clanton in the bar when he said, he said, he's a longer and he goes, yeah, well, I hope he dies. So <laughs> I said, Billy to me the other day and I said, yeah, well, I hope you die. <laughs> <laughs> our favorite movie so it's a big joke man the girl i forget who the girl was was like hey, that's not funny you know she really got all bent out of shape and i thought yeah i hope you died there <laughs> <laughs> man how old is billy 50 no he yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he's 58 i think god bless man he's still just a yeah. monster yeah yeah he's in great shape but look at that's his Look, that's his whole life is eating and training, man. He, yeah, yeah. he brings food on the road with him and doesn't eat out when, you know, I go to get something to eat and, yeah. and he'll come with me, sit there and eat a salad or something because I don't know, it's not time yet or it's not. <laughs> he knows he's a mad scientist. He knows when yeah. your body is uh, going through its, you know, whatever <laughs> it's in yeah. cycles. And- yeah. And, and, and you know what, man, That's the first time the national audience gets to see small PG-13 in 1995 was against Billy and Bart. The Giants. <laughs> yeah, we looked a little hey, small compared to them. Yeah, they're both uh, six, six, five, you know what yeah. I mean, at least, yeah. uh, and 200 pounds. Cowboy yeah. boots, you know. So. Hey, were y'all PG-13 then? Yeah, yeah. Or was yeah. it? PG-13, even when you were the nation? That was before the nation. Okay, okay. We worked them. Yeah. That was 95, and then we went back in 96 to do the nation gimmick. I think yeah. you debuted yeah. the same. Didn't you debut at Survivor Series? Yeah, yeah. 96. It's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, and so... Uh, Us, you, I and Rock. So I said, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I, you said. <laughs> I said, I got hit in the head a lot. I don't know really what, when I debuted. I think it was, I mean, man. I was, I, it was right around that time. I can't remember, but yeah, I was, I was thinking Survivor Series, but <clears throat> yeah. Fun times. And did that, uh, is that, that's when I came back as the real Double J, right? I think yeah. so. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 
yeah, that was, that was a look. That was, I was about to have, or I just had my baby, I guess. Uh, because I was still working in Memphis when, when, when I had her, but I guess I just had her. They called and said, you want to come back up here? And I was like, Oh my God, please. (laughs) 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 I got diapers to buy, man. And, uh, and it just so happened that you went up there too. It's like Memphis went with me. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. And good times, man. Jimmy, I'm going to tell you a funny story. And and my man, I'm going to tell you something about Road Dog, man. I look up to this dude so much. You have no idea. So when it comes to me telling a story about any kind of uh, antics that we may have done back in the day, it's purely out of love because I respect the shit out of him. But I watched this dude try to put his shirt tail in a vending machine thinking it was a dollar. (laughs) (laughs) Those are fun times, man. (laughs) <laughs> it was that same hey. plaid shirt. <laughs> hey, I that, that's uh that's what everybody tells the story about, you know. Yeah. It was a it was a different time, man. And uh oh, yeah. it was it was the decisions I made at the time. Yeah. I, I, I would you know, wish I could uh well, you know what, I don't wish I could have them back. I learned what I learned and I'll teach my right. children. I learned, you know what I mean? And then they're going to have to go through the same trial and error and trials and tribulations that I went through uh, yeah. to figure it out. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But man, uh, being real though, and I said this earlier, your whole family, man, uh, you know, you meet a lot of people in this business and stuff, but you and your whole family are just like, like I said earlier, just, just good people, man. And I appreciate your friendship over the years. Yeah. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you for saying that, man. It means a lot to me. It does. And it, and it, look, it means a lot to me that my family means that much to you. And, and it, I, I would, I would argue that you mean the same to my family. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and that's, that's just time in service, dog. That's time in the fight yeah. goals together. You, know, yeah. you figure out who you trust and who you, who you can't and, and you stick with the winners. You know what I mean? That's, right. that's a life lesson, <laughs> to tell you the truth. The James Gang. Or you stick with the hey, you stick with the winners, or you find the guy with the most pills and pot, and then you <laughs> go with that guy. <laughs> Hang out with them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, all right. So let's go back to kind of talking about uh, that one question that I hated was, you know, what's your favorite match? But tell me this honestly. Who did you, I don't want to say like the stiffest guy, but who did you just dread going to the fucking ring against? <laughs> Me? Uh, well, it, it <laughs> was, uh, no, 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 not at all. I imagine there was a while there where you didn't want to go to the ring with me and Tracy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but so I think, look, I want to say Vader, but once oh. I, I talked to my brother, Steve would work Vader in Japan and he was yeah. just like, you got to get his respect, man. You got to get his respect. And I just thought he's beating the crap out of me now. If I try to get his respect, <laughs> Piss, piss him off then what's he gonna do you know what i mean yeah, and, yeah. and so yeah one night i just ducked out from under some of those killer eared shots in the corner where they hit you with and peppered mm. him in the head hard as crap but in the <laughs> forehead so it was you know the hardest part of his head but right. i hit him like three times hard and then i just backed all the way up to the a whole other side of the ring and the other turnbuckle and i just thought i just looked him in the eyes and kind of with my <laughs> body language said okay, how are we going to do this from now on? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, what are we doing here? I was scared to death. We locked back up and he started talking to me. Another one that, you know, and we worked great from then on out. Uh, another one that, that I didn't dread working because I had so much fun doing it with, but Bradshaw and, and Ron Simmons. Oh, I bet. <laughs> I bet. Fire out of you, man. They, they beat me and Billy and beat me and X-Pot. Hell, they beat me no matter who I was with. And they beat the crap out of me. <laughs> it was, but I was, but I had a great time. You know yeah. what I mean? It was, I was young and hungry and they were, it was just that time. It was kind of rough and aggressive. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and yeah. I didn't mind and they didn't either. Yeah. I, I remember, um, uh, for me, it's, it was the eliminators, uh, Perry and, and Cronus <laughs> and they had just come back from Japan and then me and Jamie had just come back to Memphis from a little, uh, you know, trip to Mexico or whatever. So we were gone for a minute 
And we come back, they're the champs, they're beating the shit out of everybody, and they start putting us over. Randy's the booker, he starts putting us over on them every single week, and these guys were legit mad. And they, they, they were starving, they were getting beat, you know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> going, going to the ring, I was like, God, they're going to snap and just kill me, because they were so stiff anyway. <laughs> yeah. I worked with Saturn, I worked with Saturn one time, and he was... Uh, very very stiff not not stiff very snug and yeah. very hands like not no separation he was always yeah. on top of me you know <laughs> yeah he was <laughs> he was quick and then Cronus what an athlete that dude that was weird. was he a, was he stiff too he was stiff too but uh Cronus man what an athlete I don't know if you remember his build or whatever but he was probably I don't know, six, six, three, six, four is probably 300 easy. And he could do a, a handspring backflip over the top rope to the floor. Holy mackerel. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> he was very, I don't wow. remember him. Yeah. 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 I don't remember him. But, but they, um, they would, they would kill you. <laughs> remember Frank, remember old Frank Morrell. Yeah. Hungwell Morrell. Oh, Hungwell Morrell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And for some dumb reason, I caught a spot with Perry where he ended up having to, it was like, we locked up, did something, boom, clothesline. Locked up, get something, clothesline. So I ended up calling like three clotheslines for myself. <laughs> tearing my head off. <laughs> and Frank, remember how Frank used to call me Whoopi? <laughs> yeah. He'd come over and lean down at my face. He goes, Whoopi, you all right? <laughs> I couldn't help but start laughing the way he said it, man, because he knew he clobbered me. <laughs> he was a rep. Yeah, old Frank. He was a horrible yeah. rep. Oh, terrible! <laughs> terrible! Great the, human the, being. That the, the, the finish was one, two, three, but the other counts one, two. <laughs> two yeah. yeah, you you didn't you didn't have to guess when the finish was coming. No, you yeah. sure didn't. <laughs> and he, hey, dude, who, he else, who else did you not do not? Did you work with uh, Jeff Gaylord? Yes, yes. How was he? Uh, he hit me so hard in the jaw one time that, like, <laughs> for a couple of days, my my jaw was like over to the side, sort of, and it hurt to yeah. chew. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. I, then, I, so I never read the rest thing, of him, but. I, I remember seeing him coming to TV and I, I didn't have to wrestle him, but I remember thinking like, Oh God, I hope they don't put me with him. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he, he, uh, he stood up on the top rope. <laughs> he did the, he gets up on the top rope in Memphis and he stands up and puts his hands up there and he loses his balance and he fell to the floor one time. <laughs> 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 you know how big he was, you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> oh Lord, he's splattered oh, on the floor. <laughs> He, uh, you know, he robbed a couple of banks. You know all that shit, right? No, I did not know that. <laughs> yes, he. I think he just got out released recently because uh, I, I feel like he was at a convention or something. Jimmy, you might can help me on this because I think we saw pictures. But right. for real, uh, he robbed a bank. He got put in jail for the longest. He got out, robbed another one, <laughs> went back in. So yeah, man, what a. I guess you. I guess you don't think about that part. You just think, "Man, I'm gonna get all this money." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't think about the part where the cops come and arrest you. Right. right. Yeah. Or you try to get and, away. Yeah. And, and, and that dude, one. man, he was uh, what? Wasn't he like an all-American from Missouri or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a great athlete, and so he just wasn't a great wrestler. Yeah, or a bank robber. (laughs) He he probably had top ten top ten punchers. If I hey, he sucked as a bank robber too. (laughs) Yeah, he wasn't very good at that either. That's hilarious. Well, that's pretty funny, you know, that because that's kind of a current affair. And and if you guys don't mind, let's go into current affairs. DJ, hit the music. It's a current affair. It's a current affair. All right, we're back with current affairs from the part two episode of Road Dog on live and in color with Wolfie D. And so, Mr. Dog, <laughs> the recent 
news out there right now that we've seen is that the Warner Brothers Discovery merger is spelling possible trouble for AEW TV, especially seeing that they're on TNT and, and TBS there. So the merger is trying to cut a lot of money, possible changes to TBS and TNT, saying maybe NBA is the only safe possible option, and that may be a move to ESPN. Now, this was all Meltzer's thoughts, but what do you think about this? Could it be bad for AEW? I don't, I don't, I don't see it being bad. I see it being a hiccup uh, for sure. And and but look, a lot of people watch TV by habit, right? You and so now you'll have to know it's not on Wednesday anymore. It's on Thursday. It's not on Thursday anymore. It's on whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? So right. viewing habit to be retaught. So it is a hiccup in their in their uh, you know business strategies. But I don't. I don't think it hurts them. I think they have a established enough program now and their content is live on Wednesdays. So I think they could sell that to, to several different places uh, yeah. that are always, always looking for live content. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think the idea of a AEW network with the Ring of Honor library on HBO Max, I think all that sounds pretty attractive to me. Yeah, you know? I agree. And look, what you what you do is, is exactly what the WWE network did when it joined Peacock is you're all of a sudden available to, uh, you know, 14 million more people or something. So sure so, uh, that. Yeah. Got a, everybody's got HBO Max. You know what I mean? If you got that and that's. Uh, you know, the AEW network with the Ring of Honor library and, and their AEW library as well, probably, uh, or, you know, all their television shows. Um, yeah, I, I see, I could see that being successful as well. Streaming is the, is the new network television, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So to kind of keep it in the AEW realm there, recently Kenny Omega was quoted as saying that he is unhappy with the American fan reactions to Japanese wrestlers, saying that a lot of our international talent came to this country not really expecting everyone to be as relentless and ruthless and have a shred of humanity. That was his quote. Now, I think this is specifically about the wrestler that was actually on Ric Flair's last show, Takashita. What are your thoughts on that statement? There. Well, look, I, you know, I, he's probably looking on Twitter. And like I said yeah. before, right. the algorithm on Twitter, negativity drives that algorithm. If you say something good, it doesn't get any play. If you say something horrible, it gets a ton of play. And so yeah. I don't, that, I don't think that's, uh, that correlates to the American fan base. I think that's the Twitter verse. And I think they're a small, but vocal minority who are very, very negative. Look, I would be lying to you if I didn't say I pronounced that guy's name wrong a hundred times. <laughs> and right, and right. guess what? I laughed about it too, but I learned it before I met him and I got it right out of respect. Um, right. But, right. but like, I, you know, for people seeing the name and spelling funny and, you know, I, you know, that's how people react and, and people got to stop being so daggum thin skinned, man. Uh, totally, you know, totally. people, people, kids are mean in school and you learn how to socialize and get by and figure it out. And, and now kids, people say, you know, grown people say something, Oh, you hurt my feelings. Like, come <laughs> on, man. I'm, I'm sorry. His name sounds like a cuss word and in, in English, but, it does. You know, it does. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. And so, so I'm, I'm not going to call the guy that, and I wouldn't be right. one of the fans or anything. And I, 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 so I don't really know what Kenny was, was uh, talking about there, but he spent a lot of time in Japan where, where there are very honorable people and Americans as of late are not, you know what I right. mean? Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think he is an incredible athlete, man, but there's just that, I don't know, just uh, growing up on Memphis and old school. And we just talked about me and you doing a goddamn chicken fight. But then when I see him out there wrestling the, you know, the sex doll and the little kid and all that kind of stuff, it just seems like a, a, a old school wrestling slap in the face to me. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Well, look, no, it, look, that, that's the old school wrestler in me and in you. And I, that's totally valid. Um, but I think you, you can't just look at those two as his body of work. Like he's had some great matches yeah. uh, with, with, right. with, with guys and he has earned his spot. I just think he's a little used to uh, Japanese hospitality and respect. And yeah. over the last couple of years, man, America has, 
has lost all respect for, for everybody, it seems. Yeah, and so, totally. I, I, look, I would say not just to the Japanese wrestlers, but to each other, be kinder to each other. Jiminy Christmas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, that's that's exactly right. I mean, we could be kinder. I think we just spoke about this with Sin Bodhi. You know, the, the general consensus is like Bill and Ted's, be excellent to each other. You know, that's kind of how can we get back to the golden rule, you know, so... Yeah. The next question I have for current affairs is Logan Paul. What are your thoughts on him? Is he the best celebrity wrestler ever? I think so. I mean, I yeah. look at see people going like he has no business being this good in the ring. Like he's really good. Like right. he, look, he's obviously a good athlete, and he trained hard to be able to perform at a at a level at at WrestleMania and SummerSlam, and 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 he did it. And he did the big frog splash from the turnbuckle to the announce table like holy crap that's stuff that that the big stars only do you know what i mean and he's doing this stuff and he's doing it well and so look you can say pat mcafee's had a couple that were really good but i think this logan paul guy's a better athlete uh, to be quite honest with you than pat mcafee pat's just willing to do everything and, he, and he's a student of the game so he does it well too but man that logan paul was something to see yeah. And I'm in no way knocking Pat McAfee, but he knows where the bodies are buried, doesn't he? <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's actually very talented. I'm <laughs> no, that's right. You're right. That's about he came around once quit playing football and started his his podcast and his radio state or radio program and all that stuff. And they brought him on board. They really liked him. Uh what they really liked how much he loved the business. And so yeah. he got his he got feet went down there at NXT. And then when they put him on commentary one time, man, they just said, we got to bring this guy back. But yeah, they, they, they are very high on Pat McAfee. You can tell. And there's, there's good reason for that for sure. So, well, my, yeah. Did you watch SummerSlam? Uh, yes, I did. The tractor gimmick. <laughs> I loved it. Did yeah. You? <laughs> yeah. I, I loved it too. I look, and they asked the other day on a, on a podcast, they asked, which is more iconic, the the beer truck or the tractor? And I thought, well, that's not fair. You know what I mean? Like yeah, right. the beer truck from the hottest era in wrestling history. And yeah. this is just the other night. You know what I mean? Like maybe in time, that'll be an iconic moment. But this just happened the other day. Just drove a tractor. Into the ring. You know what I mean? Like it was. Yeah. And I, right. I that even the milk truck was more iconic than the tractor. Uh, but I thought the tractor was really cool. And I thought it played into part of his character that he's brought since he's been babyface Brock. Um, yeah. Talking about on his farm and working and, and to drive the tractor in there. And I thought it was different and, and creative. So, I, yeah. I, yeah, I loved it, too. I just wonder yeah. with it. I wonder whose idea that was because it, it was really good. I like shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was probably Brock's or, you know what I mean? Like, Hey, they got a tractor over there or they rented a tractor and I'm, you know, whatever. The spot where they, the spot where he put Roman in it and then like dumped him out, I think was probably yeah. better on paper because it didn't look like that significant of a bump. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. 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 He just fell and rolled and then just rolled yeah. out of the ring and <laughs> fell the, a foot. I think they thought this was going to do different. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, for sure. But, you know, there's not but one way to try that and figure that out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's go rehearse that one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that being said, my final current affair for this episode two of our Road Dog series is Ric Flair's Woo has recently been added back to the WWE intro video. Basically, after the Dark Side of the Ring episode, they took it off there. But Rick tweeted that WWE has given back his dignity. Now, that being said, when are we going to get the, oh, you didn't know? Oh, you didn't know? In that intro. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if you'll ever get it in there. Um, I Look, I so Vince taught me a great deal. Uh, and one thing he taught me that was uh, a hard lesson to learn because it was about me and my character, but don't invest in the past, invest yeah. in the future. And right. what he means by that is you can look, you can bring those guys back and have a raw 1000, have a, have a nostalgia night, but don't invest money in, into that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't bring me back every week. And do, so, so yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, tell you the truth. You're not getting that bro. They don't, <laughs> they don't think of the old road dog uh, like you do. You okay. Know what I mean? Take us out, Wolfie D. 
All right. Thank you, folks, once again for tuning in and listening to Live and in Color Wolfie D. Thank you so much, my buddy, the road dog. We've loved having you on here. Uh, I can't tell you how much it means to me. Uh, you, your family, uh, I love you to death, buddy. I love you too, Wolfie D. I'm happy to do it, man, and we'll hop back on and do it again uh, because it ain't nothing but talking to a good friend of mine and catching up and, and, and reminiscing, you know what I mean? And I'm always down for that. Um, so yeah, Hey, tune in, go to uh, roaddoglinks.com, uh, R O A D D O G G, uh, links.com. And you can find the, the podcast. You can find all my social media accounts and everything there, but look, I appreciate you having me on dude. Thank y'all so much. Peace. Thanks buddy. And now a word from our sponsor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling, the podcast that's based on the old school, but can still help you find the good stuff from today. Jimmy Street and the Plastic Chic Jared are the undisputed tag team champions of the wrestling podcast world. From thought-provoking topics to superstar interviews to action figure expertise. This team does it all. And all they ask is, give me back my pro wrestling. Every other Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. That's right, it's the talk of Middle Tennessee, the channel you love to hate and the channel you hate to love. It's Brian Turner from Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. And if you're looking for matches from Wolfie D to Jerry Lawler to Dusty Rhodes and the team that put a pimp before your eyes and a goatee between your thighs, Booty Call and Athena, go to LostWrestling.com. See, I made it easy for you. Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. Booyah! Hey everyone, this is Shane from Insane Shane's World. I release wrestling figures of enhancement talent, mid-card wrestlers, and wrestlers that you never thought would have a figure available. So if you're interested in adding a really cool and rare figure to your collection, then don't hesitate to contact me at shamtheman73 at gmail.com. That's S-H-A-M, the man, 73 at gmail.com. You can also join my Facebook group. Just search Insane Shane's World. you're a fan of rock music i'd really appreciate it if you took a moment to check out my podcast it's called the decibel geek podcast we've been doing it for about 10 years now we talk about kiss we talk about ozzy we talk about motley Crue and guns and roses and metallica we talk about all the legends from the 60s and on up to brand new bands that you should be hearing about today that you're not going to hear on the radio decibel geek wherever you find your podcasts you'll find us there if you love rock and roll i can almost guarantee you're gonna love my show if you're a pro wrestling fan there's something for everyone at the cheap heat tv podcast network from the pro wrestling discussion show cheap heat tv live to the interview show the jackson interaction podcast with the king of all wrestling media gene jackson to the silliness of the Whitey Jenkins Show and the brand new Zip, Xander's Irresistible Podcast with Charles Anders. You can check them all out and much more over at CheapHeatTVLive.com. So that was another great episode. Hey, Wolfie, tell them where they can find you on social media. Jimmy, they can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. I'm just kidding. Uh, they can find me on Facebook. Uh, my personal page is Warren Wolf, W-O-L-F-E. I'm on Instagram, at WarrenWolf13. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, at LiveWolfieD. Here's the thing. Wolfie always has offers for his autographed photos. He has a selection of some awesome photos from throughout his career that he will autograph and personalize any way that you want him to. Just contact him either directly at his personal Facebook page or through any one of our other pages, and we'll make sure you get in contact 
contact directly with Wolfie. Get those photos, right, Wolfie? Yeah, I've got some good stuff on there, you know, to help with the podcast. Folks, if you can't get out to a show to meet Wolfie D, there's nothing like that, especially for the fans of PG-13 and Wolfie D. And before we go, you can always find me, your host, Jimmy Street, at James Rock Street on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And hey, Jimmy, before we go real quick, I just want to add in there, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate First of all, the work you've done for this podcast. You have worked your butt off. Secondly, the people that are liking the page. Beyond that, even more, is the people that are listening. And we really appreciate that. Yeah, and remember, guys, the podcast drops a new episode every Monday at noon. And our past episodes are streaming now on demand on all major podcast formats. Thanks again. I got a cap for you don't. He got a cap for you don't. I got a cap for you don't. He got a cap for you don't. And here we go. The original white boy that came out sagging, not bragging, don't be hating, cause I'm spitting the truth. Still loving it, color. Don't rush your mother. Utilize a hubcap, I'm like any other. Back in the day, I was NOD, and I was P to the G plus the one and the three. In case you forgot, they call me Wolfie D. Been cloned and copied so many times. Tired of suckers taking credit for what is mine. You know who you are without me name dropping resins. First white boy coming out hip hop. Been doing it like this since 92. Played low for a while when you thought I was through. Listen real close to these rhymes that I've injected. This shit's so sick it makes your ears get infected. Mad skills, no faking, there is no one great. Cause I'm bringing more folks and over one for later. Not here to play games, so you better beware. You don't like me, so what? I really don't care. Like time I keep ticking and I can't be stopped. You suck a step to the side unless you wanna get dropped. When I finish, I'll straight knock you out. Please allow me to tell you what it's all about. Gonna wind it up. And I'm driving it home, it's Ruby D, baby. Huh, I got a cap for your dome. You got a cap for your dome. You got a cap for your dome. You got a cap for your dome. This has been a James Rock Street production.